about to be I suddenly in this place I I hear a sound a mighty sound the rising of faith sing with me there about to be a suddenly oh. in this place today. I, I, I hear a sound a mighty sound the rising of faith
to be as suddenly in this place. I, I hear a sound, a mighty sound, the lightning of faith. Put your hands together for Jesus. Mary Amata said, if you had come early, our brother, brother would have been preserved. But even now, I know whatever you ask from God, he will give it to you. This month of March, God will visit you suddenly. Lift up your hand to heaven and just appreciate him. Give him all the praise for making you see a brand new month. Today is the first day of the month of March, 2020. He has preserved you kept you, met you at the point of your need since the year began. Not everyone that saw the beginning of the year is still alive today. But in his mercies, he has kept you, he has kept your family. Give him all the praise. Let it come from the depth of your heart. Let your heart be filled with gratitude and express it to God this morning. Lord, I'm grateful for the gift of life. Appreciate him, glorify him. Appreciate him. Magnify him. For the gift of life. Many would love to be alive today. Give him praise. Give him all the glory. Appreciate him. Magnify him. For all his benefits. In your life, in your family. Leke de prosuzo zoka yabala. Mega de prosuzo zeka yenge de prosuzo zoka ye. You have been good to me, Lord. I give you praise. I give you thanks. Genuinely from the depth of my heart. I am grateful to you. You have kept me on all my journeys, giving me the gift of life, sound health, protection. I give you praise, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Today is also a prophetic advancement service, and what that means is, the beginning of every month, we prophesy to the new month. He said he brought to Adam, Genesis 2 and verse 19, all the creatures. And whatever name Adam called them, that was their name thereof. He has brought you to this month of March. And whatever name you call it, that is what it will answer to. Go ahead, begin to prophesy right now. This is my month of marching forward. No more stagnation. No more oppression. In the name of Jesus I prophesy to you, month of March. Open up. Open up. Open up for my breakthrough. Open up for my advancement. Open up for my blessing. Everything is working for me this month. I will not be put to shame. I will not be disappointed. People will hear my own testimony this month. 
People will hear my own testimony this month. No more shame. No more reproach. Everything is working out for my good. I am marching forward. I am marching forward. I am marching forward. I am marching forward. This is the month of March. On this first day, I am marching forward. Forward ever, backward never. I am breaking all limits. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. Please stretch forth your hands to this altar. I prophesy over you this month of March, march forward. Whatever has been held down by the enemy in stagnation, I decree this month of March you are moving forward. Among others, this month shall be a month of significant progress for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, these your hands will handle great things this month. I decree this your hand. We handle great things this month. The kind of testimonies you have never handled before. Receiving this month. No sickness is permitted this month. No disease is permitted this month. This month, your limit breaking heritage is fully delivered to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing is permitted to die around you this month. Nothing is permitted to die around you this month. It's your month of joy. There shall be no sorrow for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everything you lay your, uh, your hands to do this month. It shall succeed in the name of Jesus. It shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Anyone that dares you for evil. Because God will fight for you this month. I decree God will silence them. Anything that won't let you rest this month, God will let them to rest. In the name of Jesus. No concern over your children. No concern over your health. No concern over your business. No concern over your career. It shall be good news all on this month. In the name of Jesus Christ. As you engage in advancing the cause of God's kingdom, God will advance your life. Somebody is here. This month, you will share testimony. You will climb on this altar to share your testimony. And so shall it be. In Jesus' precious name. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. Lift up your head to him. Oh, Vega. You are 
concerning us this month and let your name be glorified in this breaking generational causes service let no trace of cause go back home with anyone thank you precious father in Jesus mighty name we are praying come and put your hands together for Jesus as you take your seat in God's presence and as you sit down let me congratulate your neighbor to your right and your left say congratulations Congratulations. You are marching forward this month. Congratulations. Congratulations. Throughout this month, you will be congratulated. In the name of Jesus Christ. It's my joy to welcome every one of us into God's presence today. And I appreciate God for his faithfulness. Um, keeping us, bringing us to this brand new month. And every of your heart desire, God will surpass it this month. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, we appreciate God for those striking testimonies. It can only be the doing of the Lord. If you are clapping, clap for Jesus. Series of miscarriages terminated. Miracle establishment definitely to remain. And also God moving his people from one realm of glory. He said, I've always been looking at Birmingham at Shiloh. And one day, I will be here. God will bring your dreams to come true. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This month you will testify. In Jesus precious name. Just like it was read to us a while ago. The prophetic focus for the month of March is fight the good fight of faith. Can we echo that together? Fight. Uh, Give me some form of militancy as you say. Say fight the good fight of faith. Shout hallelujah. And our anchor scripture for the month is from 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. The Bible speaking, it says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and art professed a good profession before many witnesses. And that is a command from God to fight the good fight of faith. Everything that will become of us in this kingdom is only deliverable by faith. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Everything that will please God will require faith. 1 John 5 and verse 4, he said, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that actually overcomes even our faith. 
our breaking limit heritage for this year is realizable by God. But it will only be delivered by the force of faith. John 14 and verse 12, it said, He that believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. But greater works than this you will do because I go unto my Father. And you remember all through Shiloh, the central theme of all teachings was on the force of faith. That this faith is non-negotiable if we must emerge as limit breakers. And God is bringing it early also again because as a commission, every month we have a focus. January was on prayer. Last month, February was on the word. This month, the pillar of focus is on the force of faith. And God is bringing it again that if you must realize your limit-breaking heritage this year, you need faith. Let me tap your neighbor say, you need faith. So faith is non-negotiable. And that's why God, all through this month of March, will be unveiling to us a particular brand of faith that will always hit its target. And it is called violent faith. Our teaching series for this month is therefore captioned, Engaging Violent Faith for Supernatural Breakthrough. Engaging Violent Faith for Supernatural Breakthrough. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. Since the days of John the Baptist up till now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And it is only the violent that will take it by force. Since the days of John the Baptist now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The word suffers there means requires, allows for violence. And it is only the violent that will take it by force. So everything that God has promised us will require the force of faith to deliver. In Genesis chapter 49, by way of introduction, introducing this brand of faith. Many of us know about the subject of faith, but not many engage the violence of faith. Violent faith is the kind of faith that will not take no for an answer. Violent faith is the kind of faith that will not look for an alternative to God. Lord, you do it. Even if you don't do it, I will not bow because I trust you. In Genesis chapter 49, we saw there the account telling us of the kind of family that you and I belong to. The family of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Many of us are too gentle for the breakthrough that we desire. Well, I know God will do it, but, you know, I don't like to fight. If it happens, fine. If it doesn't, qui sera, sera. What will be, will be. <laughs> but it will always get to a point where you say, no, I'm not taking no for an answer. In Genesis 49 and from verse 8, the Bible says, Judah, 
Thou art whom he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. And he goes on to say in verse 9, Judah is a lion's well. From the pre, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion. And as old lion, who shall rouse him? And he goes on to tell us in verse 10, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the Lord give up between his feet, until Shiloh come. And to him shall the gathering of his people be. And when he begins to manifest the lion that is in him, verse 12, he said, his eyes shall be red with wine, his teeth white with milk. You and I, according to scripture, belong to the family of the lion of Judah. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 5, the Bible told us that there was so much weeping because no one was found worthy to open the book. And then he said, one of the elders said to me, weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Who is that he's talking about? Jesus Christ. The root of David has prevailed to open the book and lose the seven seals thereof. If Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And John 17, 18 tells us that as the father has sent him, he's sending us as well. So it means we belong to a family of lions. Say with me, I belong to a family of lions. And what that means is that spiritually we are lions. But the lion in us must be steered up. Before he can possess that which belongs to him. Shout hallelujah. So all through this month. We'll be believing God to steer us up. To the realm of taking delivery of that which belongs to us. And I pray for somebody. Everything God has loaded in you. It will begin to manifest beginning from this month. There are things you can do that you don't even know. Until you are steered up. I remember a story that was said many years ago of a king who said that he had only one child, a daughter, and declared a contest that the person, the man who can swim from one part of a particular river to the other and come out alive is the one that will marry the daughter and become the next king. Now, that wasn't so much of a problem, but the challenge is that in that river, there are all manner of crocodiles there. And then they said, well, king, <laughs> it is when we are alive that we can marry your daughter. <laughs> so a day was set. Everybody surrounded that massive river, very deep down, everybody surrounded it. And then everybody was wondering, who is going to do this? How can you survive to swim from one end to the other? As they were still debating, ta, somebody was in the water. Swam, ta, 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 came out on the other side. And the first thing, as he was panting, the first thing, like, who pushed me? <laughs> I 
Shout hallelujah. I'm trusting God to push you this month. Somebody will be pushed to the realm of breaking limit. He didn't know he could swim until he was pushed. And what am I saying today? There are things that are loaded already in you. But it needs to be roused. It needs to be steered. And I'm believing God that by his word this month, God will push you to your realm of breaking limit. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is faith? Very quickly. What is faith? Faith is not a religious theory, but a mystery of the kingdom. Faith is not a religious theory, but a mystery of the kingdom. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 9. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 9. The Bible speaking there, it says, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. What is a mystery? Something that you cannot explain but cannot deny the effect of it. That is a mystery. You can't explain how it works, but it works. And that is what faith is. Faith is not a religious theory. Faith is not just, you know, positive mental attitude that some motivational speakers will call it. It is a mystery of the kingdom. We saw examples in scripture of people who believe God. Abraham, a good example, Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. The Bible says, Abraham believed God, calling those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope, verse 18, believed in hope. When there was no reason for him to keep hoping, almost 100 years old, Sarah the wife was almost 90, kept believing God against hope. That it will be as God has spoken. And then, of course, you know the story, verse 20, he staggered not that the promise of God, through unbelief, he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And then, that which God promised him showed up. So, faith is a mystery. You may not be able to explain how it works, but you can't deny the effect of it. We also saw another example of the woman with the issue of blood in Luke chapter 8 from verse 43 all the way to 48. She said in her heart, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. This condition had lingered. She had spent everything that she had. And the Bible says she came from behind, touched, and immediately the issue of blood stanched. Whatever has been following or pursuing anyone either to this month by the force of faith is coming to an end in the name of Jesus. I say that affliction is coming to an end in the name of Jesus Christ. And to let us know it was faith, Jesus said to her, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. It was the force of faith demonstrated by the action that made you whole. What is faith? Number two, faith is not a gentle stuff, but a violent force. Faith is not a gentle stuff, but a violent force. Remember I said faith, violent faith is the kind of faith that is not willing to take no for an answer. It must always have its way. Mark chapter 2, we're told of the story of four friends that had their friend on 
a stretcher, I believe. And this man was placed on the bed, paralyzed from head to toe. And there was so much multitude there that they could not even enter. And the Bible said, they removed the roof. And by verse 5, even though it was the man that they were lowering down, it was their faith that God saw. It was the bed that was coming down. But the Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith, violent faith will always take step in the direction of what he believes. If you are not taking steps, then you do not really believe. Violent faith will always take step to prove that he believes. And he said to him, son, your sins are forgiven. And this man who could not even walk, walked out of there and was made whole. Whatever has crippled anyone's destiny, this month, God is giving you speed in the name of Jesus. I say you are gaining motion in the name of Jesus. I say you are gaining motion in the name of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 29, the Bible tells us of catalog of things that violent faith can do. He said, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry ground, which when the Egyptians tried to do the same, they were drowned. Remember, God said to them, let my people go forward. Where? Inside the Red Sea. But as they began to take steps, the Red Sea parted way for them. There are things you need to start doing, taking steps, and then God shows up for you. I see God showing up for somebody in the name of Jesus Christ. And it goes on in that Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30 now. It said, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. The walls of Jericho were told that chariots, which is like two horses with their chariots, can run side by side, seven of them on that fence. But as they began to declare what God said, they shouted, and then the walls of Jericho came down flat. By the force of faith this month, whatever represents the wall of Jericho, they are coming, crumbling down for you in the name of Jesus. And verse 33, continuing in that Hebrews chapter 11, it said, through faith, they subdued kingdom. By faith, you can subdue United Kingdom. What does that mean? It means you can have it the way you desire this month. Don't join others to say it's not easy. It is easy. There are people in this country that things are working for. Don't say confederacy to what they say confederacy to. Ah, everything is hard. No, not me. By faith, they subdued kingdoms. They wrought righteousness. They stopped the mouth of the lion. That's what the Bible says there. They quenched, verse 34, they quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, they were made strong. Works valiant in fight. Turned to flight the armies of the aliens. They received the dead back to life by faith. By faith. Everything is possible to him that believeth. That's why anytime you come to Jesus, the first thing he says, do you believe? 
And he says, if you believe, be it unto you. Not according to my power. My power is unlimited, but what you can draw out of my power is according to your faith. According to your faith. Why do I need violent faith? There are giants in everyone's promised land. There is no land that is empty. Uh, if it's empty and nobody there run away, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing there. Every land, there, is, there are giants there. And it will take violent faith to dispossess the giants in the land so that you can possess your possession. Numbers chapter 13, we heard of the story of the spies that were sent to the land and they said in that verse 30, ha, we are not able to possess this land. In fact, the way this land is, it eats up its inhabitants. This land eats up people and they still find people there. But Joshua and Caleb steal the people and say, let us go up as once and possess it for we are well able. Some say they are not able. Two people say we are well able. And you know what happened? All of the people that said they are not able did not enter the land. Only Joshua and Caleb that said we are well able were the ones that possessed the land. That which God has for you this year, I see you possessing it in the name of Jesus. That's why God's servant has said, life will not give you what you deserve, but what you demand. What do you want from life? What do you want from this year? What are the things that must happen? And God is saying, you need some form of violence to possess that which belongs to you. 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 9. A great door, an effectual door is opened unto me. But what happened? There are many adversaries. There are giants in every land. And you need violent faith to dispossess the giants. Many of us are witnesses to this that there are certain steps. If you did not take it, you will not be here today. Do I have a witness in the house? I said, do I have overcomers in the house? That you took certain drastic steps at some point in your life and is what has led to where you are today. And if you must move to the next level, you must take another giant step to say, no, I can't remain at this level. Shout hallelujah. So, this violent faith must be triggered. How do we trigger violent faith very quickly? Through intoxication with spiritual brands of wine. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a way somebody will be drunk and he believes that there is nothing he cannot do. If you've seen a drunkard before, I mean somebody who, who, who is well loaded, <laughs> uh, there's nothing, he will see the gutter, he just say, let me jump on my bed now and just... Because there's something else that is moving him. So it will require some intoxication with some spiritual brands of wine. You know, he said in Isaiah 55, from verse 1 to 2, he said, anyone that thirsted, come to the water. 
and he that has no money, come and buy it and come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Come and buy wine. Come and buy it. Come and buy wine. And when you are intoxicated with that brand of spiritual wine, which we'll look at very shortly, you begin to operate in the same class with Christ. Actually, it is faith that equates humanity with divinity. Everything that is possible with God is possible with a man of faith. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. Everything that is possible with God is possible to a man of faith. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Now look at Mark chapter 10 and verse 27. If all things are possible to him that believeth, and he said, with men it is impossible, but with God, how many things are possible? All things are possible. So it means a man of faith can operate in the same realm with God by his faith. So what are these brands of wine? Number one is the Holy Ghost wine. Say with me, Holy Ghost wine. Like we saw on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says from verse 1, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all gathered together in one accord and suddenly there was a sound and then the Spirit of God came upon them by verse 13, they thought they were drunken because they were behaving in a mysterious way. And others were, drunk, were mocking them, saying, these men are full of wine. And of course, you know the story, verse 14, Peter arose among them and said, we are not drunk. This is the Holy Ghost at work in us. There is a way that you are filled with the Holy Ghost and it begins to intoxicate you like wine. The wine of the Holy Ghost intoxicates us with unusual power for greater accomplishment. By Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, we saw there, they said concerning them that these men are ignorant and unlearned men, but they could not deny their boldness. They said when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. And they marveled, they took knowledge of them. How? By the intoxication of the Holy Ghost wine. I pray that the wine of the Holy Ghost will fill somebody afresh today. And by that wine, receive new realm of power in the name of Jesus. How do we get this wine of the Holy Ghost? On the altar of prayer and fasting. He said to them, Tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. And they were waiting there, praying, waiting. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost came upon them. Luke chapter 4, and from verse 1, Jesus was sent into the wilderness, went there on 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. And by verse 14, the Bible says, He returned in the power of the Spirit, and His fame went abroad. Your fame will not go abroad. You remain a local champion until the fire of the Holy Ghost comes upon you. When the Holy Ghost comes, he begins to announce you all over. I see God announcing somebody in the name of Jesus. Number two, kind of wine that is needed is revelation wine. Say with me, revelation wine. God's word is loaded with wine genes. 
And it is revelation that gives us access to the genes of the wine that is in the world. We saw that also in scripture, Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, he said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You meditate on it day and night. Observe to do what is written there. Then thou shalt make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. There is good success, but you must meditate on the word for revelation. The word revelation means something is hidden that must be revealed. And that we went through all that through last month that the word of God is a custodian of God's plan for our life. But to get access to it, you must engage in a diligent search. Study of the word. Meditation on the word. Isaiah 26 and verse 9, he said, With my soul I have desired you in the night. My spirit within me will I seek you early. With my soul. You have to search with the whole of your heart in order to access the revelation why that is in the world. Paul the apostle, we saw that in his ministry, in his life. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13. He said, till I come, give attendance to reading. Meditate on the word. Keep studying the word. God's servant Bishop Abiyo has said, if you don't want to be stupid, be studious in the word. Study the word. Settle with it. There are great things that God has for you in his word. But it's true revelation that it can be unveiled. Characteristics of violent faith. Two things. When you have violent faith, how do I know? Number one, you become fearless. Nothing moves you. Even at the face of challenges, you are, you, there is something that is just pushing you, steering you up. You become fearless. First Samuel chapter 17 and verse 37. David said, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of your hand, this Philistine. This was a 17-year-old boy speaking to somebody who has been fighting since his youth. The tallest person ever. But because of the spirit of God upon him, he was able to bring down the head of Goliath. Every Goliath in and around your life, God of heaven will bring down their head for you. We also saw in Daniel chapter 3 and from verse 16 to 17, the three Hebrew boys, they said, if you don't bow to this statue, you'll be thrown into the fire. They said, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. The God that we serve will deliver. Even if he chooses not to deliver us now, we will not bow, do your worst. Ah. And then God brought them out. So, Violent faith is fearless at the face of battle. Number two characteristics of violent faith is it is spiritually resolute. It's unbending, unyielding, never giving up at the face of battle. Many of us give up too soon. That's why our desired breakthrough don't come. They say, if it will come, it should have come by now. But you must get to a point where you are resolute. Say with me, I am resolute. Say with me, I am unbending. Say with me, I am unyielding. Say with me, I will never give up. 
at the face of battle. Never give up. Lord, it is you and me on this matter. That which you have spoken concerning me must come to pass by all means. I refuse to take no for an answer. You know, Esther said, I will go to the king even though it's not right for me to do. If I perish, I perish. Those who speak like that don't perish because God backs them up. Ephesians chapter 6 and the Bible speaking from verse 12 and 13. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. We rulers of darkness, we wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verse 13, he said, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all, what do you do? You stand. Having done everything, just make sure you are still standing. Let me tap your neighbor, say keep standing. No matter the challenge. Keep standing. They haven't done all to stand. Keep standing. And we stand with what verse 16? It said, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you'll be able to quench what? All the fiery darts of the wicked. So don't just stand alone. Take the shield of faith in your hand so that every arrows of the wicked can go back to sender. I decree in the name of Jesus, every arrow targeted at you, at your children, at your family, goes back to sender in the name of Jesus. Very quickly, in this breaking generational crosses service, what is a curse? And how do we break it? A curse is a blocker of blessing. A curse is an invisible force with visible limitations. You may not be able to see it working, but you see the effect of it. A curse is like the long hand of evil that always shows up at the edge of breakthrough. There are people that no matter what it is, something just goes wrong at the edge of breakthrough. Usually causes are expressed through words. Negative words spoken. That has effect over a person, over a people, over families. And when these causes or blessings are blocked repeatedly from one lineage to another, that is when we call it generational causes. Because it keeps reoccurring. Not just once, not just, you know, once and for all, once and again. From lineage to lineage. You know, a generation is 100 years. So, from generation to generation. From generation to generation. But I pray for somebody here. Every old of generational causes shall be permanently broken today. I say they shall be permanently broken today. Please listen, generational causes are real. But the good news is that they are reversible on the altar of prayer. Every hold of generational cause shall be reversed today in the name of Jesus. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. What are the common manifestations of causes? They manifest through humiliation, rejection, chronic protracted sickness, 
failure, just repeated failure. From generation to generation. From father, the same thing that happened to the great-grandfather happening to the father. I was speaking to somebody recently, and I said, you know, I expect you to be married. And she said to me, Pastor, this is how it is in our family. We don't get married quickly. Things that you've just noticed as a pattern in the family. But today, on this altar, it shall be terminated in the name of Jesus. There are people who are prone to accidents. If everybody goes through a particular road, when they go through it, something just goes wrong. There are people who are always having accidents, maybe it's with their leg, with their hand, all the time. It's not just one-off, all the time. Genetic disorder, hereditary sickness, marital frustration and stagnation, some don't get married. When they get married, don't stay in their marital home. Some, if they stay there, something just goes wrong. Don't delay in childbirth. All manner. Untimely death. Evil syndrome. Near success syndrome. Just happening over and over again. But why do causes occur? What is the reason? What is the cause for the cause? Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 2 tells us that as the bed by wandering and the swallow by frying, so curse causeless shall not come. So for every curse, there is a reason. And to so be free from the curse, you must know the reason. I'll just share with you very quickly because... The reason for causes can be summarized under three main headings. Number one is God-inflicted cause, self-inflicted cause, and enemy-inflicted cause. And the main reason for the God-inflicted cause is disobedience. Anytime you go against God's law, a cause is attracted. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1, it said, Hacking diligently to the voice of of the Lord your God, observe to do all that is written. He said, he will set you on high above all nations of the earth and the following blessings. But in verse 15, he says, if you will not hearken to do everything that God says, he said, these curses also shall come. Obeying God attracts blessing. Disobedience attracts curses. And you have from verse 2 all the way to 14 all the blessings. About 13 blessings. There about, and then from verse 15, 16, all the way, more than 50 verses, causes, causes, causes. And we have disobedience to God even in various categories. Exodus chapter 20 talks about following after other gods that brings causes. There are people who are into idolatry. And listen to this, most times the victims of generational causes may not necessarily be the perpetrators. These are things that have been done by others and they just fall victim. And if you don't know it, begin to suffer for what you don't know. But I pray on this mountain today, every such hold shall be destroyed. Amen. Disobedience to God's instruction, even disobedience to parents is also be disobedient or disrespect for parents. You no, know, he says in Ephesians 6 and verse 1, 
children, obey your parents in the Lord. He said, you should honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And what will happen when you do that, that it may be well with you, that you may live long. There are people who are living well, living fat, but their parents are living in poverty. You are not honoring them. It can attract generational curse. Injustice, betrayal. To those who cannot defend themselves. There are men who go from place to place jilting ladies. Promise they will marry them, but all of a sudden turn around. Don't, they have become serial jilters. Injustice, betrayers. These things can attract causes. There are stories that we hear of people who said, because you did this to me, this, this, and this is what will happen. And if such person does not know, just keep struggling. Can't settle down in a matrimonial home. But I pray the mercy of God will prevail today. In the name of Jesus Christ. There was a story that was said of the Americans, of some injustice that they did to, to some red Indians many years ago in the 1918. And we're told that for every 20 years, an American president was assassinated because a cause was declared over them by the red Indians. Every 20 years, an American president was assassinated until some pastors and ministers came together and said, no, this cannot continue. And when the course was broken, President Reagan was the president then. This is, you know, life. And even though an attempt was made at him, he was the one that escaped. And since then, God pre preserved American president from being assassinated. So the effect of these causes, generational causes are real. Do you know that even over-dependence on a human being can attract a cause? Jeremiah 17 and verse 5 Cost is anyone that trusted in man and make flesh his harm, whose heart depart from the Lord. What will happen? He said it will, it will be like the heat in the desert. He will not see when good cometh because his focus is on man. Second category of causes is self-inflicted causes. Acts 23 why are we looking at this? So that you be able to trace back and know where the challenge is and be able to address them. Self-inflicted causes. Acts 23 and verse 12 told us of some vagabonds, some people that gathered together and they said, we will not eat or drink until we keep all. They placed themselves under a curse. And verse 13 said it was a great curse. Forty of them under a great curse. We will not eat, we will not drink until we keep poor. Everyone that gangs up against you, every conspiracy of hell, on this mountain, God will rescue you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Verse 27, the Bible told us how Paul was rescued. It was a self-inflicted cause that they placed on themselves. Because Paul was rescued, they wasted their life. Enemy-inflicted cause. Do you know that even the fact that you are making progress, the enemy can be angry and say, because you are making progress, I want to curse you. 
Numbers 22 and verse 6, the Bible speaking, Balak, I had Balaam, he said, cause these people, what is their offense? He said, because they are too mighty for me. Uh -uh. Is it an offense to make progress? There are people who are not happy with you making progress. But you know interesting thing about this, Numbers 23 and verse 20. This man that was hired to curse them, he said, I have received a commandment to bless these people. And God has blessed them and I cannot reverse it. Every attempt to curse them, God converted it to blessing. I decree over you, everyone that attempt to curse you, their curse will be command, converted to blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ. From today, you become uncursable. Your children become uncursable. In the name of Jesus Christ. Not everyone is cursable. Especially seeds of Abraham. Those who know they are right in God. Genesis 12 and verse 3. He said to Abraham, anyone that blesses you, I will bless. But anyone that curses you, myself, God, I will curse them. And through you, all the families of the heart will be blessed. That shall be your testimony. What is the cure for causes? Number one, redemption. Redemption. Salvation brings us under the blessing. Galatians 3 and verse 13, we read earlier, Christ has redeemed us. Be made a cause. Because cause is everyone that hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham can come on the Gentile. So know your right in God. Once you come to the knowledge of Christ, know that you are free from every hold of causes. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3, that's why the Bible says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How can we be free from generational causes if we neglect this gift of salvation? Number two, of course, to be free from causes, obedience. If disobedience brings causes, then obedience will definitely bring blessing. Obedience. Obeying God's instructions automatically places us under God's blessing. If you were hacking, Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1, to every commandment of God, he said you will be blessed above all nations. Number three, lastly, kingdom stewardship. Serving God and the interests of his kingdom automatically also puts you under the blessing of God. Exodus 23, 25, you will serve the Lord your God, he will bless your bread and water. It will take sickness from the midst of you. Nothing will cast the iron, no miscarriage. Nothing will cast the iron or be barren. But the numbers of your days, I will fulfill it because you are serving me. And I decree that by your kingdom stewardship, every hold of curses over your life and family shall be permanently destroyed. Amen. Rise up on your feet with me. Lift up your voice to heaven. Appreciate God for the revelation of his word that has come your way today. Give him all the praise. Give him all the glory. Thank him for opening your eyes of understanding. Go ahead, appreciate him. Give him praise. Give him thanks. Thank you for opening my eyes of understanding. I give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. All eyes closed and all eyes by in this service. You are here. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Remember, number one cure for causes of life is redemption. When you give your life to Christ, you are free from every hold of causes. Generational, satanic, diabolical causes, you are free from them. As all eyes are closed and all eyes bow, you want to give your life to Jesus, making him the Lord of your life, give me the privilege.
to pray for you in this service as you raise up your right hand. It doesn't matter how long it has been. You want to say, Jesus, I want a change today. I want you to turn my life around. Anyone like that, raise up your right hand where I can see you. And I'll pray for you. We want to pray now to destroy every hold of curses. So that everyone can begin to enjoy the blessings of God. If you are raising up your hand, let me see your hand. I pray for you. Jesus will come into your heart and he begin to turn your life around. Thank you for your sincerity. Any other person you want to give your life to Jesus? You want to rededicate your life to him? You have been saved before. Keep your hand up. You have been saved before, but you want to rededicate your life to him today so that you can be free from what ties others down. For those of you raising up your hand, come forward. Let me pray for you. Take another step forward. Take another step forward. That's why God brought you here today. He wants to give you a brand new start. Come forward with them. Come with them. Come with them. Come with them. Come. Come. Jesus is waiting for you. Hallelujah. Please come with them. They are coming forward. That's why he brought you here. Anyone like that come forward. He wants to change your story. Keep clapping. Come with them. Come with them. Come with them forward. Hallelujah. Those of you in front, raise up your right hand and say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this privilege to give my life to you. I know I'm a sinner, but you came to die for me. Father, forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. I believe I am saved. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Thank you for saving me. Amen. The mighty hand of God rests upon you. From today, every old of curses is hereby destroyed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Please open your eyes. Go this direction. They will give you some information and you will join us. God bless you. Congratulations. Keep clapping for Jesus. Hallelujah. Just in two minutes, if curses are invoked with words, they can be reversed by words. So in this service today, I'd like you to decree. Many things have been said about curses. Anyone that you have noticed in your family, I'd like you to decree under this unction and under this anointing that, Lord, every hold of curses in form of delay, in form of failure, in form of defeat, I go to the foundation of my family. I go to the foundation of my life. And let every such causes be terminated. Lift up your voice and begin to engage the word you have received. This is a time for a reconstructive surgery in your foundation. Every trace of causes, every trace of spare, whether you are watching online, wherever you are, begin to come against them right now. Every curse is destroyed. Every curse is destroyed. Every curse is destroyed. Christ has redeemed me from the hold of curses. Christ has redeemed me from the hold of curses. Every hold of curses loses its grip over my life. I am free. I am free. I am uncursable. No more oppression. No more depression. 
I am free from every order of generational curses. Today marks an end in my life. I am free from whatever has had anyone bound in my family. I am free. I am free. I am free. I am free. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. Stretch forth your hands to this altar. I release the blessing of God to replace every order of generational causes in the name of Jesus. In place of generational cause, I release generational blessing over you. From you and every member of your household, be blessed in the name of Jesus. And I decree from today, you are uncursable. Every arrow of the wicked one goes back to sender. Whatever manifestation of causes in form of sickness, in form of accident, in form of defeat, I decree it is hereby wiped off. By the blood of Jesus, be free. By the blood of Jesus, be free. By the blood of Jesus, be free. Whatever has been delayed in your life, whatever has lingered on, you have tried everything you know, but seems to have defied solution. I decree upon this liberation mandate, I invoke the unction over this commission. And that hold of delay is hereby destroyed. Because you belong to this family, everything begins to work for you. That seed of indebtedness is hereby destroyed. That seed of miscarriage is hereby destroyed. That seed of incessant failure is hereby destroyed. Singleness, loneliness. Marital delay, marital oppression. I decree it over in the name of Jesus. Business stagnation and oppression. Career failure. I decree it over in the name of Jesus. There are some they cannot keep any job. Something just goes wrong. They sack them or they, they move away. I decree that hold is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Immigration challenge that is as a result of curse. That won't let you settle down. I decree such hold is destroyed in the name of Jesus. From today, you are free. Any sickness, disease is over forever. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Say with me, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I'm free from curses. Put your hands together for Jesus and be seated. In God's presence, it is done. In Jesus' precious name. Just before we close in this service, a few announcements that we must remember. This week is a week of emphasis. Remember, every month we open up the new month with three days of fasting and prayer. So this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we are observing that. Be part of it. If you have not been before, be part of it. There are certain things that will not happen except by prayer and fasting. So that's what we're doing these three days, waiting on the Lord, and we gather to break our fast with the Holy Communion. And it's 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day. Also, remember, just like you had in the announcement, good news, good news, good news. 
tutorial classes. Uh, the Teens Church is putting that together for our teenagers. So if you want your teenager to be part of it, please register with the Teens Church to be a part of it. Also, like you had, our Wolver Empty Brethren, we already have a place uh, for you. And we are putting finishing touches to that. And those who want to be part of it, you will live in Warsaw, Wolverhampton. You know, some of us have children who go to school the following day, coming all the way to Birmingham. So there's a place that you can uh, have the midweek service. Uh, it's not starting yet, but we're looking before the end of this month. So you want to be part of it, please register with the protocol by the reception desk. Also, all WSF ministers, there's a special training that is happening next week, Saturday, not this Saturday, 14th of March, and it's going to be a glorious time. The announcement is all the announcements in your bulletin. Please take time to read your bulletin. Don't leave it after services for you. Take it home with you and read it and be part of everything that God is doing here. Joshua Scott, our special uh, daytime outreach team, will be meeting this week on Tuesday. We'll be at Lloyd's Bank by Soho Road. And then on Thursday will be at Birmingham City Center. God is increasing us as a church. And next Sunday is very important. It's our covenant day of fruitfulness. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. You know, this service is very strategic. You still have nine full months this year to carry your miracle children. So everyone believing God for the fruit of your womb, come with your baby items next Sunday. You had a testifier. She attended this kind of service in March last year, and she's here with her miracle child. That testimony will be repeated in our midst in the name of Jesus. So covenant day of fruitfulness are not only fruit of the womb. There are some of us, you know, we, we, if God gives us another child, we say we don't want. It's just fruitfulness in the work of your hand you want now. And for such people, Come with point of contact for your business, for your career, also for fruitfulness. Make it a date with God and invite somebody to be part of it. The Lord bless you mightily in the name of Jesus. Before we close in this service, if today is your first time of worshiping with us in Winners Chapel, Birmingham, can you wave your hands to Jesus wherever you are? It's your first time on a Sunday. Hallelujah. Those sitting next to them, give them a warm handshake as they come forward. Come forward with your bags and your Bible. Let's welcome you specially. Chapel, where everybody is somebody and Jesus is the Lord. You are welcome. You are welcome to win a chapel. Where everybody is somebody and Jesus is the Lord. Church keep clapping for Jesus. No one can come except the one that God brought. You are welcome in the name of Jesus. This is Winners Chapel International, Birmingham. We win by God's word here. God does not make mistakes. He's the one that ordered your step here today. And for coming here today, everything will begin to work for you. In Jesus' precious name. We have some gift that we have packaged for you. We don't want you to go without receiving it. So if you look to my left here, there's somebody waiting. Please go with them. They will give you those gifts. Please go with them. You are welcome. In the name of Jesus. You are welcome. In the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you. Hallelujah. Shall we rise up on our feet? Have you been blessed today? Lift up your hand to heaven and appreciate God. Give him all the praise. Give him all the glory. Father, we thank you. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. We have books of the month. Books on faith. Understanding the power of faith. Unlimited power of faith. 
Born to Win, Exploit of Faith, and The Lifestyle of Faith. Pick any of these books from the bookshop to equip yourself on the subject of faith this month to possess your possession. And also, the 22nd of March is Mother's Day 2020. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Which is just three Sundays away. So, next Sunday after next Sunday service, all women, there will be a special meeting for all women before the workers meeting next Sunday. So, make sure you'll be a part of it. The Lord bless you mightily. Go in peace. Return with your testimony. No evil shall come near you. You are now under the blessing of God. Curses are over forever. In Jesus' precious name. Please let no one say again. When you see anything, I'm saying, say maybe I'm under a curse. You are no longer under a curse. What you are saying is I'm under a blessing. I'm under the blessing of God. And that blessing will be speaking over your life. The youth, they have their congress after this service in the Teens Church. All youth, make sure you are a part of it. God is doing great things amongst our youth this season. Make sure you are part of what God is doing. Bless yourself with the goodness of the Lord now. Say, surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Peace. It's my year of breaking limit. What eyes have not seen or ears had shall be your experience all through the year 2020. Congratulations! Shake one or two people and congratulate them. Say you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed.